Gonzaga Nation SI, Adam Morrison, Dan Dickow here. Preview the LMU home game and the road trip to Stockton to play the Pacific Tigers, who might be the most surprising team in the league. First off, I guess, Mo, it's a Thursday night home game against LMU, and then it's a road game against the Pacific Tigers. I'm not going on the road. Are you going to Stockton? I don't. It's not the area. It's the timing. Um, I would. I mean, we can make fun of Stockton all we want, but we live in Spokane in January, so it's cold. Let's just make sure that we need to be fair to the the gracious people of Northern California. But uh, no, I'm I'm not going to make it. My daughter has two games. Obviously, watch it on TV. But uh, yeah, they've been surprising. So yeah, yeah. We'll see. That, that, that's a a nice politically correct way to put it. Um, you know, I I've been to Stockton for games before, and uh, I've got a game i'm calling for cbs on a in a different location so that's why i won't be there but talk about lmu first um they've been really good in the non-conference they beat georgetown who's not a very good team anymore Mm -hmm. in the big east but they beat wake forest who's having a nice season in the wcc they hadn't lost back-to-back games until this past week where now they've lost three in a row but they're still sitting at 500 in conference yeah it's a a team that's on the rise i guess so they got that good shelton point guard that's good as averaging almost 19 points a game that leah pepe is one of the most interesting bigs that we have in our conference plays really hard not tremendously skilled but one of the most athletic that we've seen will mix it up with anybody um yeah it's a good club that kind of has some belief now they're trying to build the right way i think it's the um one of the programs in the WCC that has the best chance to get back to being solid just because it's LA. Um, you know, if you could figure out um, getting kids in, you can get the third tier or second tier California kid, which is always really good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kids that are not going to UCLA, uh, USC, but are really good players. You can get that type of player. Um, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting, it's always a weird game against them because some, um, sometimes they play, out of their minds but most of the time it's usually just a, a physical slugfest and you look up like oh we won by 20 but it doesn't feel like that yeah so it'll be interesting to see what type of team shows up but it's always i mean honestly it's always a physical game against lmu it is i saw them last week i called their game at st mary's and so i saw him in person lea pepe's he's a, he's a beast i mean mm-hmm. he reminds me of jp batista who steps out and shoot threes. I think JP was much better on the interior, but as far as physical build and how they move on the floor, very similar. Um, They play hard, like you mentioned. They don't back down. I mean, that was the one thing. St. Mary's is is one of the best defensive teams in the country now, and it's it's weird to say that, but when you look analytically and Mm numbers-wise, they're dang good on the Mm -hmm. defensive end. That's really where they made the jump. Um, but LMU made that game really physical. They didn't quit. They were down double digits. They cut it late to, I think, eight. Just made it interesting before they lost by 15 or so. But um, when you talk about the ability to go from kind of lower in the conference to middle of the pack and maybe challenge at some point, how difficult is that in your eyes? Uh, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's based off multiple factors your you know athletic department wants to you know has to want to win and then i think you got to get lucky with the type of recruit you get and then you got to have some things go your way scheduling wise like in the early non-conference like you know some of these teams get invited to these um you know the holiday tournaments 
Thanksgiving tournaments, but and but they're always considered like the oh, okay. If you play this team, we will win. You got to mm-hmm. win some of those. Like Portland was great in the PK eighty, but they beat Villanova. Is not very good, and they yeah. lost two other games. You know what I mean? Great, yep. but you got to get some of those wins. Um, I don't know, man. I, I I think it's a lot to do with the type of student you're allowed to bring in to mm-hmm. your university for recruiting. Yeah, simple as that. Yeah, no, I I mean, I mean I've had plenty of conversations with coaches over the years, and I'm sure you have too. When in Kyle Bank had told me this about USD when he was at USD, mm-hmm. and Billy Greer told me the same thing is like because of the academic requirements at a lot of these WCC schools you kind of only or is as as long as it's early in your coaching career you might have one bullet where you can go to the athletic department admissions and be like look we need this kid to get accepted and if you use it and it doesn't work Work out out. you're screwed for about four or five more years where if you use it and it works out kid gets his degree he's a good student then you can go ask again Um, so I think that that's something that's overlooked many times yeah, that's the biggest thing. I mean, type of players you bring in, and that's college sports. Most of them are won during recruiting. National championships are won during recruiting. I mean, look at Georgia football. Do you think they just X and O the hell out of people, or do they just, <laughs> they win in recruiting? Yeah. And then look at our the arc with Gonzaga basketball making two Final Fours, two national championship games. McDonald's All Americans, first round, you know, lottery picks. <laughs> Recruiting, yeah, it's the type of player you can bring. You and I have talked a lot over the years basketball, X's and O's, terminology, workouts, how we both see the game. And I think you'd be a tremendous coach. Thanks, I do. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of guys that, that see the game uniquely, and you're one of them. But what is what held you back? And I don't want to say held you back because maybe it's, it wouldn't be your mm-hmm. passion to be a college coach. Some people have family, some people have other business interests. But what would be the one thing you like and or dislike about coaching at the college level? I think, you know, obviously I was a GA, so I got a little taste of it. My dad was a college coach for 20 years, so I understand that. Um, I do like just being in the gym and the development as a, of a team, you know, bringing kids in, getting people to work together. All that stuff sounds cliche, but it is rewarding. Even when we watch our Gonzaga uh, teams from afar, you kind of feel like you're a part of it. So it's like, it's fun when you're a coach. Um the hardest, the thing I wouldn't like, and I experienced this, is the grind that you have to put in. I mean, it's people don't realize like how much film you got to break down, and, mm-hmm. and you know you can't half-ass it. It's just you can't. And yeah. if you want to be successful, you have to be extremely detailed, and that takes a lot of time. Um, so, you know, it's interesting to see some guys that are really good at coaching couldn't play, and vice versa. Yeah, you got to have the right mind for it too, like. I, you know, I understand like workouts and all that stuff, but like you're better at this, but like draw up a side OB with three seconds left. Like you got to have that already in your head. Yes. You, you know, it has to be preloaded mm-hmm. and you know, I coach an AU team and, um, you know, obviously not that high on that level of expertise, but like I've been in spots where like I can't even draw up like, <laughs> yeah. And it's, it has a cut, but like, you know, practice and like, late game situation like man i don't have anything yeah <laughs> and you have to have it like preloaded it's crazy yeah, it so. is it is i like how you call it preloaded because yeah you got to have sideline out of bounds with late clock or catch and shoots yes baseline out of bounds all of that like and then on the flip side you got to be prepared for defensively if it's a timeout what the opponent's gonna run yep 
Um, I think for me, it would be the recruiting of kids. Like, yeah. and then you mentioned it, you got to get players. That's your lifeblood, your program. But, you know, I now have a son who's in high school. If I were a college coach, I wouldn't want to be talking to another kid who mm-hmm. would be the similar age to my son and like recruiting that kid over yeah. my son, whether or not my son's at that same level or will be at that same level. I think that would be a, a, a unique dynamic to coaching at the college level. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's probably tough if you're, you know, the mid, mid-tier type of programs where you just get overlooked or you don't have nil and all that stuff so it would be frustrating but um you know it's interesting to see how some of these guys like i said are weren't good players and are really good coaches or vice versa or both you know what i'm saying like good players and good coaches like it's just i think you gotta have a special mind you gotta have a special like uh demeanor for it yeah can't do the yelling and screaming anymore which i think is fine uh, it just doesn't fly um but also you see it, the teams that are always solid every single year have like a self-discipline and that comes from your staff. And we've seen the teams that are not disciplined who are talented and you see them every year and you're like, well, they'll be 500 again. Yeah. It's like how are they 500 because they have no self-discipline. You know what I'm saying? It goes back to the, the details you talked about, about uh, like watching film and breaking things mm-hmm. down. You were a player. I was a player. Players are smarter than a lot of the outsiders realize. We know when a coach knows the answer, doesn't know the answer, has yeah. put the time and effort in or it's not. true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll figure it out. It's like, you know, when a teacher's teaching there or something, you know it's BS. Yeah. You know, you can just feel it. Even if you're a kid, you're like, that doesn't make sense. Or yeah. this is unprepared. Same thing with a coach. So um, I've been lucky. I obviously played for really good coaches my whole career. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see some of these guys that, you don't think are great coaches and you look at their records and they still get jobs and are they cheating and then yeah. they go somewhere else and they get another <laughs> job. And so that's a whole other podcast for something else. Yeah. But um, it's just interesting. So last LMU topic before we move on to Pacific, uh, Kelly Lea Pepe's got the most unique haircut maybe in college basketball with the mullet. Mm-hmm. You had long hair. I had long hair. Give me your Gonzaga best hair besides yourself or myself. I don't know, Dan. <laughs> you go first, man. I have no idea. It's got to be Roni. Yeah, Roni was just, he had the fro and everything, and then obviously braided it up. And I'm trying to think. Um, Matt Bolden, I guess. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, that one's I, tough. I had to throw that one out there for you. Kind of a little curveball. Uh, Pacific Tigers. Yeah. They're, they're playing much better basketball than they have in, in recent years. Well, I guess I can't necessarily say that. Last year they struggled. Damon Stoudemire had them competing. Going, yeah. they, they got to the fourth, which um, I thought Damon did a really good job. Um, it's a difficult place to, to get to. It's a difficult place to play. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are your thoughts leading into this game? Uh, you know, obviously, if we take care of business of uh, LMU, will be went six and zero at the time. Um, you know, so you know, kind of have a stranglehold on the league, and make uh, you know St. Mary's chase us. So I think that is usually a, just a weird game. It's a weird area as far as like stuff to do, and it's usually just compacted to the hotel. Usually, most times we're allowed to go out. It's not the case where we're at down in Stockton. So I think it's just a different vibe when you get down there. Crowds usually, she's like halfway full. It's mm-hmm. never like yeah. sold out. It's never excited. And it looks like a JC gym. Um, it's nothing against that, but it yeah. looks like an old junior college, yeah. which it, I think it is. 
So it's just it's a weird vibe um, playing in that arena. But Damon's teams were always physical and played us tough. So it was like, you better be ready to go. There's a different physicality to those teams. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what, uh, you know, how our game travels on the road. Obviously, the last three road games, we've won by a total of eight points. Yeah. So that's something to be concerned about. But obviously, um, those that Pacific team is, uh, you know, not the same ilk as BYU or anything like that. <laughs> Dog days of the league is really what we're getting into because, you know, you've got a couple weeks under your belt. You've got a little separation. St. Mary's has got some separation. You're not preparing week of for St. Mary's, which is going to be a heck of a game in a couple mm -hmm. weeks. Um, how do you how would you have navigated this as a player? Do you come up with something to, to drive yourself? Do you just no, look to the coaches to I keep never, you focused? I never. Did you ever do that as a player? No. Like, oh, this team sucks. So I just I'm not going to practice hard or whatever you know yeah. what i'm saying like i just if you if you fall into that trap you, you really don't love the game yeah you're exactly. just going through the motions yeah no i exactly i never honestly tried to overlook teams I mean, i'm sure there was some human nature time when we, you know you'd play a you know a preseason game and you played an nai you'd be like okay you know what i mean but i never was that i just never understood that yeah you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to convince yourself. You got to try to lie to yourself as a group, too, not just as an individual, that this team could beat you. And if we don't play good, we don't show up with energy. You know, just all the cliche shit, but it's so true. Yeah. Like, you can get beat, uh, you know, and so then you get out and you got to be a little pissed off. And I just don't get that. I don't either. And it, I think some of that has crept in at different levels of basketball because of the NBA where mm -hmm. they give guys games off for load management. I talked to uh, Avery Johnson yesterday um, and we had talked about a couple different things, NBA stuff, uh, college, whatever. And like we were talking about with the NBA, it is so different now. Mm -hmm. Like when you look at the NBA compared to the times that we played, is it is a completely different game from what I see. Do yeah. you still watch the NBA? Do you enjoy it? What's your take? Yeah, I watched. Uh, you know, mostly the playoffs. I guess was when the the interest peaks. Um, yeah, there's no there's no inside players anymore. There's very few, mm -hmm. and they're just or, or the three and D type of guys. Or they're you know no back to the basket is basically what I'm saying. So that that part of the game is different, and I just think the guys are so much skilled as a whole now everybody's like they don't play defense i'm like i think everybody's figured out you know what it takes to be a great shooter great ball handler look so everybody's doing that now so then everybody's like highly highly skilled it's the same thing with quarterbacks now in the nfl they're all playing seven on seven when they're 12. Mm -hmm. nobody did that in 20 years ago same thing now like my daughter has a trainer that i send her to mm -hmm. you do training you know what i'm saying like yeah. My dad just was like, go out and shoot. <laughs> yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, we did, we did some drills, but now it's like, you go on YouTube. So, like, I think everybody's just better yeah. as a whole, and guys are so good. So, you know, with the inflated scoring, some people are like, there's no defense. I'm like, well, yeah, partly true, but I think guys just are great shooters, and all of them. And so, like, you'll see these games where – and it's wild to watch games now. Like, team would be down 15. Nobody even flinches. No, not at all. And even on the other side, they're like, oh, you know, this game's not over. It used to be like you were up 15 in ball game. Yeah. Like easily ball game. Well, it's I different. agree. I think the skill level 
from top to bottom in the league is different. The one thing I don't like is the picking of teams. Like LeBron handpicks some of the guys that he wants to play with and doesn't work out for right or wrong. I mean, he's mm-hmm. got the influence and power to be able to do that. I think that's just become the business side of basketball that's a little different. But I was never in a position to be like, demand, hey, I want to play here. Yeah. The only time I ever had the chance to do that, uh, you know, as a free agent, I could pick where I went out of a couple different scenarios. They w- wasn't like it was a mind-blowing, you know, experience where, like, I get that guy, that guy. It was like, hey, there's a roster spot. There's a couple yeah. teams I can pick from, you know. Um, but it's interesting. I, I'm always curious at different guys' takes who's played at that level. Yeah, it's a different game now. I'm, like I said, I was still playing with back-to-the-basket guys, and they don't even, like, exist anymore. Who was the best back-to-the-basket guy you played with? Mecca Okafor or who? Yeah, Mech was uh, Pau Casal. And- oh. Final. how did i forget pow you know what i mean and then but it was just the league i'm just saying as a whole as a league yeah you know tim duncan obviously you know what i'm saying you don't even joel and beats the only guy i can even think of Jokic a little bit but he brings it up you know what i mean yeah who's a back to the basket guy now none yeah it was just crazy and that's yeah. only 15 years ago 10 years ago yeah i mean 15, a guy like zach ago. randolph he was um, unbelievable I, we were teammates together in portland he mm-hmm. was really good he had a great run in in New York and then Memphis, but yeah, guys like that. You won't that see him in the undersized, power bulldog, power forward that just bully you down to a, a sweet spot. Yeah, it's just it's not there anymore. So it's it's interesting. It's fun to watch. I think the scoring's great, but again, like, um, you know, my my interest peaks during the playoffs. It's hard to watch it. It's hard to watch eighty two games. It is. Yeah. It's hard to watch just a random, um, you know, just a random regular season game unless. You know, that's why they brought gambling into it because then it piques more interest for <laughs> yeah. people to, to tune in. Yeah. You know, so, Well, there you have it. Adam Morrison, Dan Dickow, Gonzaga Nation, SI. Keep liking, subscribing, and reviewing the content, and uh, we will be back next week. Have yourself a good day.